0: Welcome to episode one, Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. I'm Mike Shaw. (laughs) How are you? Yes, Jesus is coming soon. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Uh, But, you know, also when we look at the times that we're living, things are getting crazy. Now, yes, I know the early church, the first century church. We've been in the end times since then. They were eagerly awaiting the return of Jesus Christ and as we do today, the ultimate message is we don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back. It could be any day, any minute. And so our job is to be ready. Now, we do know from the book of Revelation that coming uh, coming soon, I think, because we're seeing it unfold. But coming in the future, one world government, one world currency, and one world religion. And we are seeing those events unfold right before our eyes. In fact, uh, when, you know, when I was a kid, well, probably I would say teenager, kind of got into end times prophecy a little bit. I wasn't even a Christian then. That's a longer story. I probably was a Christian, but I wasn't walking like a Christian. That happened in 2000. But as a teenager, uh, I think I had a friend was getting into end times prophecy. And even as a young adult, even after I became a Christian in 2000, you know, we're talking about when the Antichrist comes on the scene and he keeps Christians from buying and selling, how in the world is he going to do that? I mean, we certainly have not had a mechanism in place for that to happen. Well, guess what (laughs) we do now. And that has just burst onto the scene in just the last few years. And so that's one of the things that I'm going to be explaining a lot uh, in the news section. Part of Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw Kind of the format of the show is the first part of the show will be a a news segment or we talk about current events or what's happening, Uh, usually in light of what's going on in Revelation or End Times Prophecy, but not always. Sometimes it'll be culture stuff. And then the second half of the show or the last part of the show, um, the timing of the segments is going to vary, but uh, the second half of the show will be an interview with somebody. Today we have my friend and pastor of Fresh Encounter Church. And uh, the person who brought me up to Iowa, Chris Danielson, will be with us with uh, Fresh Road Media, and we'll be talking about No Apology with Emily and Chris, we'll be talking about our friendship, and we'll we'll be talking about, you know, what time is it, and how do we get ready for the return of Jesus Christ, so stick around for that, it's going to be really fun. But today I want to talk about CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currencies. Because again, we're going to have one world currency, our one world currency system uh, in Revelation, along with uh, the one world religion and the one world government. So it looks like we're getting ready for this one world currency system. And it looks like it's going to be what uh, is known as CBDCs or Central Bank Digital Currencies. That's something that uh, has been talked about for a couple of years now. The World Economic Forum, if you're familiar, the WEF head up by Klaus Schwab, um, is a group of people who basically want to rule the world and they haven't been too shy about it. Uh, In fact, I'm going to play a couple of clips from experts speaking at the WEF about central bank digital currencies just so that you get an idea of what they're talking about and what their plans are. But I want to start a little further back, a little bit of my own uh, personal experience, just to kind of explain what I think this is going to look like. And it starts with blockchain, which started with Bitcoin. Now, when I was in Tucson, I had my own uh, news talk show. And I was had booked a guest, they were gonna come on and talk about Bitcoin. Now, I had not heard about Bitcoin which is really odd and I I feel bad about it now because I'm such a techie and I'm into this kind of stuff, but I had not heard of Bitcoin, this was 2017. And so in preparation for a guest, you do some research, and so I did some research and my mind was blown about the blockchain, uh, the technology and just the implications of it. And so the further I dug into it, the more I got excited about it. So let me explain to you a little bit about what uh, the blockchain is uh, and what Bitcoin was built on. And now these other cryptocurrencies and tokens have been built on this technology. Bit, uh, the, the blockchain is just that. Whenever you have a transaction, it gets added to the ledger and in a chain. And so it's uh, in most cases, it's a public ledger. Certainly in Bitcoin's case, it's a public ledger and it has each uh Each transaction has to be verified by computers all over the world, thousands of them. And so that makes it decentralized. And that's key. No one has control of the network. Uh, The network is the network. And so the decentralized nature of Bitcoin especially uh, and most blockchains is really key to to not privacy, but what uh, what it does provide is a ledger that is immutable. So like right now, if a say a car dealership or a person selling their car, they roll back the odometer and then they gonna you know, cheat on the records and that is the ledger, the, the physical ledger that, that goes with the car. And you may never know that the mileage had been rolled back 25,000 miles or whatever it is. When you have a blockchain and that immutable ledger, let's say your odometer, or your car's specs were on a blockchain, you couldn't cheat like that. It just is not possible. And so I was thinking about this. You could have voting, one person, one vote. Uh, uh, I mean, just so many implications. And I was very excited about it. And at the time, I think Bitcoin was $450. Today, it's $30,000. <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Now, I did get into crypto myself in 2017. After that, i I looked around, I bought some XRP. Now, XRP, I really like the technology and it's still around today. In fact, it won a major lawsuit uh, earlier this week. It is now the only uh, cryptocurrency that has clarity with the SEC. The SEC, for some reason, is trying to shut down cryptocurrency. I wonder why. Maybe they're making the way for central bank digital currencies, perhaps. But anyway, XRP. Is a is a technology is built for banks, and MoneyGram partnered with uh, XRP or Ripple back in the day, a couple a few years ago, for instant cross border payments, and the fees are next to nothing. So right now, if you send uh, payments overseas, it can take a week. <laughs> I mean, it can take a week, and it can and it can cost a bunch of money. Uh, to do that from the SWIFT network the current technology that uh, banks use and with the SWIFT network let's say I want to send I don't know ten bucks to France my friend in France and so the bank in France has to have ten dollars waiting in US dollars and so that then they can convert it to the franc and then give it to my friend Uh, So all the banks all over the world have this extra cash, extra currency and other currencies on hand. It is a really old system and it's really not efficient. Lots of mistakes are made, etc. With XRP and the network that they've built, you can send $10 uh, in American. It gets converted into XRP. It gets sent to France. It's there instantaneously. The cost on the network is pennies on the millions of dollars, and it just happens that fast, and the bank doesn't have to have American dollars on hand, and it's just way more efficient. And so when I heard about this technology, I got excited. I bought some XRP, and I've actually made some money off of XRP, which is nice, Um, but that's not the point of this video. Uh, Right now, FedNow has just launched and what they're talking about sounds a lot like XRP technology. I don't know if they're going to use XRP. XLM is another one that's uh, very much like XRP. In fact, they took the XRP open source code and made their own version of it. So it's kind of the same thing. And we'll get into Fed now here in just a second. But I do want to talk more about the central bank digital currencies and once those are introduced, because I do believe this is what's going to happen, they're going to force everyone, basically, to give up your you know, cash, your fiat currency, for these digital currencies that are coming. And what that enables them to do is to program your money. We'll get to a, a quote about that. And also, they can track every transaction on the blockchain. Because a central Bank digital currency is going to be that centralized so instead of a decentralized network you're going to have a centralized network and so the central bank that controls the central bank digital currency is going to be able to see every single transaction made kind of chilling isn't it now don't believe me <laughs> I'm just telling you what they're telling us at the WEF Uh, Dr. Piper, I can't remember her name, it'll come up on the screen. She was spoke, this is over a year old, maybe two years old, that she was talking about. Let's just listen and then we'll comment after.
1: And what we're seeing in the world today, I think is we're on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, But also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Uh, You can virtually see every transaction on the blockchain because it's centralized. Now, you can see every transaction now uh, on Bitcoin, for example. Um, Those are not private records. They are public records. The difference is when you have a digital wallet, that's how you hold your crypto. If someone doesn't know the address of your digital wallet, they can't see what's going on in your wallet, even though they can see, they don't know it's you. Um, That's gonna be different once the federal government and these other governments introduce a digital currency and sort of force you to give up your fiat money for the digital currency that is coming. Now, I think we do have a little bit of time, thankfully, for that, Um, but they are working on it. In fact, FedNow has been launched and that is um, not yet the United States digital dollar, but what it is, I believe, and people can disagree, and they and they are, and they will, that I do believe that Fed Now is the beginning of building the network that will lead to the issuance of digital currency, um, our digital dollar. So they, Fed Now, launched on July first. And there are dozens of banks across the country, a lot of them international banks. Uh, Wells Fargo is one of them, Chase is involved. Uh, lots of others have opted in to FedNow. And when you watch this commercial they've put out, it sounds very nice. In fact, it is. It's great. I love crypto uh, and I love uh, the services that it can provide. My problem is, it's the same with my cell phone. I love cell phones. I have three of them right now, unfortunately. Uh, I have a problem with that. I'm a gadget guy. But the problem is there's evil in the world. And so the evil in the world is now using these cool computers that we carry in our pockets, and they're using that to track our every move. Google gets nervous when they don't know where I am. Uh, And same thing with this cryptocurrency. So much potential for good, and yet we have people... Evil in the world, I do believe the Antichrist eventually is going to be using it to keep people from buying and selling. But now in the early stages of FedNow, uh, they're going to make it sound great because honestly it is great. Um, It's only when they implement the actual digital dollar and then start tracking everyone's transactions that it gets bad. But in the meantime, enjoy this free commercial from
2: FedNow. The world today looks very different than it did a decade ago. Smartphones and high-speed internet access have changed how quickly we expect to pay for the things we need. There are already services that let people make payments that seem instant, but many of these services provide funds to the user before the funds settle between banks. This lag in final settlement creates a buildup of interbank obligations.
0: Swift network.
2: What's needed is a payment system designed for the real-time nature of instant payments. One that can scale as demand for these new payments grows.
0: Today, businesses and consumers want to send and receive money in seconds, also known as instant payments. The payments industry is working quickly to meet this demand, but the solutions aren't without growing payments. So the time for modernizing our nation's payment system is now.
2: That's why the Federal Reserve's work is progressing rapidly for the FedNow Service, a new infrastructure for instant payments. The FedNow Service is designed to exist alongside private sector options, fulfilling the Federal Reserve's historical role of promoting market competition and providing nationwide reach for payment services. The FedNow Service will allow any financial institution in the U.S., regardless of size, to offer instant payments to its customers.
3: With the
0: FedNow Service, funds will settle between financial institutions instantaneously. And users will be able to access their funds in real time, no matter the time or the day.
2: This new instant payments platform will increase efficiency, improve accessibility, reduce risk, foster competition, and support resiliency. It will also position financial institutions and the customers they serve, consumers and businesses, to better manage their funds. Those who live paycheck to paycheck could face fewer overdrafts and late fees. Businesses could more easily manage their cash flow. Public service organizations could deliver instant relief in times of crisis. And financial institutions of all sizes could remain competitive by providing access to instant payment services.
0: Thinking about all the ways the FedNow Service could be used to help people and businesses is really exciting. It also demonstrates the Federal Reserve's commitment to providing solutions that benefit everyone in the financial system and the broader economy.
2: In just a few short years, the FedNow service will help support the next generation of payments. To learn more about the FedNow service, visit FedNow.org.
0: Brought to you by FedNow. (laughs) I just realized putting myself up in the corner of the screen may not have been a great idea. (laughs) Just because I got hmm. Anyway, uh, so that's the nice commercial for FedNow. Sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, because it is. I mean, it really is. Instant payments uh, anywhere on the globe is a really good thing. But again, I do believe this is going to end up not being good. And uh, I'm going to play another clip from the WEF here in just a second. But let me just explain. Um, First of all, um, you know, the current SWIFT network, you know, kind of when I jumped in there and said Swift, that wasn't exactly right. So uh, for example, uh, Zelle, a lot of uh, banks use Zelle. In fact, I just got paid from one of my clients by Zelle today, which is great. And so the bank makes that available to me right away and that they sent it to me. But especially if it's between, you know, if they bank at a different bank than you do, your bank, if they've had you as a customer for a long time and they trust you, They'll make those funds available to you right away. They may not have received them yet from that other bank. And so they have these outstanding payments flying around all the time, as a banker once explained to me. now is going to fix that. And man, it sounds a lot like XRP. I don't know if they're using XRP or XLM, um, but it sounds like it's going to be some sort of blockchain that they are using. Um, it's the only thing I know of that provides those instant payments like that, where it's settled instantly, not just the payments show up instantly, but it's settled instantly like that spot said and Of course, this gets rid of the Swift network as well, and I said dozens of banks have already opted in they've been they've started in July first. The testing is beginning now. I found an article from the Cato Institute. In fact, I was tweeting about FedNow uh, being the CBDC. Someone jumped in there and corrected me and said, no, FedNow is not CBDC. And then I said, well, I really need to dig into this further. I'd like to know more. They sent me an article from the Cato Institute, and Cato spells it out exactly right. Here's the analogy they use, where FedNow is, think of it as plumbing, where it's it's just a network. It's just a system that's being laid. The CBDC would be the water flowing through the pipes. And they said it remains to be seen if uh, we're going to get water flowing through the point, through the pipes in the form of a CBDC. Right now they're going to be using dollars and fiat currency. Uh, I do pray that it stays that way, but just based on what the world economic forum has been saying, and based on what we know in the Bible, that they will have a one-world currency system where they will be able to control your money, basically. Otherwise, how are you not going to be able to buy and sell if they don't want you to? Um, I know it's, it sounds crazy, but digital currency, a lot of them, and XRP is one of them, they just added this functionality, um, you think of Cardano. Let's see, Polkadot. Uh, there's quite a few. Uh, oh, Ethereum is the big one. Where you can have smart contracts attached to the digital currency, and so when you when you issue a digital currency for a for a specific use, you can attach a smart contract to it, which has so many uses that it boggles my mind. But it also means that um, When you have a centralized bank digital currency, they can program your money too. And it's not good. Check out this from the World Economic Forum. I think this was a year ago, December. Let's watch.
1: And the one final note I will uh, make is that if you think about the benefits of digital money, there are huge potential gains. It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability. You know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates, you could have, as I argue in my book, a potentially better and uh, some people might see it or a darker world where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like, say, ammunition or drugs or pornography or something of the sort. And that is very powerful in terms of the use of a CBDC.
0: So the government decides. He uh, he said it. The government decides that they want to shut off money for something that's less desirable like ammunition. Now, pornography, I can get behind. And they're going to make it sound good. They are. But he out and out said ammunition. I I think I'm going to add steaks in there. They don't want you buying steaks or meat. They've certainly talked about that and I'll talk about that more on this show as we move forward, but uh, you've probably heard that they would like to like for you to get your protein from bugs, that cows and their methane emissions cause global warming, and we'll be talking a lot more about that as well. Uh, just another way to control us. And so FedNow, I believe, is the network that they're building and testing. And once they issue the actual central bank digital currency, And you're going to have, you probably have a chance to opt in and they're going to make it sound great. You saw the commercial. It does sound great. It is great. And so they'll, you know, people will actually be willing and, and looking forward to getting their central digital currency. They're still going to be able to use their debit card. That's not going to change, Uh, but it's going to be a lot easier to use, you know, things like Google pay and Apple pay. And again, those, you know, instead of waiting a week, for the tip that you gave at the restaurant to show up in, it's going to be all instantaneous. That's so a lot of those made those annoyances are going to go away with this. And so they're going to sell it well, and people are going to do it willingly. Um, not, not everyone, of course. Uh, I do know some older people that will not get rid of their cash. I know some people that um, are awake to this stuff that won't want to give up their cash. But at some point, your cash is going to be worth, you know, kind of like Confederate money once they, once they implement this. Now, one good thing about what's going on, the, the FedNow commercial said, over the next several years, so I, they're not ready yet. They have testing to do. Uh, it's going to take some time to roll this out. But I think you're going to start seeing banks offering uh, these instant payments uh, through the FedNow. Uh, That they'll be able to offer. I've seen some other clips that I thought were really interesting from some other organizations saying it's just a matter of time, your bank's going to be obsolete because Fed now offers everything that your bank offers. And so there's only going to be one bank and it's going to be the central bank. And I can see that happening. And the reason why I say one world currency system is at least the way it looks like now is each country is going to have their own central bank digital currency, and then they'll be tied together uh, through something like XRP or XLM or some sort of uh, cryptocurrency centralized, probably that will tie it all together so that they can all, you know, move money around the world between the central banks. Uh, that's the way the international monetary fund is setting it up now, at least. So, one world currency, I do believe, is coming, the system. And again, a few more years before all of that comes, but just something to be aware of as you hear those these things being discussed. Um, the actual central bank digital currency, you'll know, <laughs> you'll know. They'll be like, okay, time to turn in your dollars. <laughs> no more spending that physical dollars at the store. Everything's got to run through your digital wallet and we'll give you one through your bank. It'll be free, no problem. Just turn in your dollars at the bank and we'll make sure it shows up in your wallet and then the government will own that money. They'll be able to program that money and they're gonna use this with your environmental, social, government score. Your environmental score is gonna be your carbon footprint um, and your government score is gonna be, you know, do you play nice, do you, do you criticize the regime? you make videos like this on YouTube <laughs> uh, uh, and you know same with your social score this is what China has in place now China has a social score now China has a digital currency now combined with a national ID in China you can't go anywhere without without them scanning your QR code or them checking your your national ID number Uh, when you're getting on to mass transit or that sort of thing. And if you've been a bad little boy or girl and your score is too low, you can't take transit or you can't fly. Uh, They'll take away other privileges for you as well. You don't think that's coming to the rest of the world? I do. Now, I pray that I am wrong. But there's another thing to think about this as we consider all these things. I mean, it, it is scary, I think. I mean, it's not pleasant. Uh, when you have a group of global elites, World Economic Forum, and and those that are doing their bidding, uh, who basically it's like it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. They want to rule the world. Weird. I don't know how. I don't know what that is. Uh, I would say pray for them, because the scriptures say, you know, what is it for you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So I do feel sorry for them, ultimately. Um, but it's probably going to be a bumpy ride along the way. Now, keep this in mind, too. Things may not be falling apart. They may be falling in place. I, I know it's kind of a trite phrase. It's becoming one. I'm probably going to use it again because I like it so much. Because it just illustrates that God is in control. God has a plan. It's not a mistake that you were born uh, or you're not, I don't know when you were born. <laughs> I was born in 1963. But it's its not a mistake that you're alive in 2023 uh, to steal from Ruth for such a time as this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, for my life in this season. And um, I think he, you know, basically been asking me to bring awareness. That's, I'm trying to be obedient to that. But the, the, the right answer is, you know, I've read Revelation. This show does not save the world. <laughs> or the other shows that I've been watching are Glenn Beck doesn't save the world. Uh, but here's the thing. You know, uh, there's a, a favorite pastor of mine. He goes, uh, what's the world coming to an end? <laughs> it is coming to an end. And Jesus is coming back and we're going to get a new one. And those of us that are in Christ... That know our Savior who loved Jesus, we are forever His. Forever His. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be scared. You can have confidence in Him. And we hang on to that no matter what comes. I could be completely wrong. I would love it. I hope I am. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, I could be partially wrong, whatever. God knows. He has a plan. If you're in Christ, you're forever His. Don't worry. Keep looking up. And we'll be talking more about these things every week So and encouragement, too. Speaking of encouragement, our first guest on our first show is coming up after the break. His name is Chris Danielson, pastor of Fresh Encounter Church, and he's uh, probably my best friend. He's the reason why I moved out to Iowa to work for Fresh Road Media, and that's where you can find out more about this show about No Apology with Emily and Chris, about Chris's show, Bible Idiots, freshroadmedia.com. Stay right there. We're going to be back with Chris right after this. Welcome back to Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. I'm Mike. (laughs) How you doing? I'm just so excited uh, for our first show, and I'm really excited for our very first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, give a nice warm welcome to... Chris Danielson. Hey, how did I
3: become your first guest? That's crazy.
0: Oh, that's pretty easy. In fact, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier, right? Yeah. Let's say. How
3: many, people, how many people canceled? Really? Tell me. <laughs>
0: I've got a couple waiting in the wings. I wanted to get yeah. you on first. Emily's going to come on, too. Oh,
3: well, you need the superstar. You got to yep. have her.
0: Yep. So that's going to be good. And I was thinking about this today. I was like, you know, when I introduced Chris. How can I let people know just how good of a friend that you are and, and that you've even become more of a friend since I've moved up here to Iowa? And I was thinking about this, it's like, and I'm not trying to start any rumors or anything, but if I were to get married someday, would, would I ask Chris to be the best man or would I ask him to do the wedding? I'm thinking best man, but it's like, but then we'd have to find someone else to do the wedding. But um, Well, we got
3: Jay Johnson, you got Ben Martinez. I mean, those are just two pastors that I think are better than me that should be your first (laughs) (laughs) guest.
0: Well, Ben's out. So Ben is out of town. So Ben Martinez is going to be on. So (laughs) I guess that's one that would have been um, ahead of you. Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, uh, well, thank you. Thank you for that kind compliment. Uh, we've, been, we've been we just are so like minded in so many ways. And yeah, um, I, I told you, I said, if if I had your experiences and you had my experiences, you know, our talents are, are pretty equal in so many ways that I think you would have done what I did and I would have done what you did. And so it's it's just great that you moved to Iowa and that we're taking this. Uh, I, it, look, dude, we're in the fourth quarter of our ministry, right? Yeah. First quarter of our journey. Yeah. So, you know, the game is on the line. I want the ball. <laughs>
0: I love that attitude, right? I mean, that's yeah. the way it should be. Give me the rock.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's the only way to get glory is have the rock, man. You know? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of shame when you bumble, fumble, and trip and fall. But, you know, <sighs> you don't take the chief. You, you know, who is it, Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky? I don't know. One of them get credited with this. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take.
0: Yeah, it's Michael Jordan for sure. Uh, Who
3: taking a shot on Iowa?
0: Both. Yeah, man. Well, and I'll just tell that story, like in uh, in less than a minute. But I was living in Lubbock, Texas. um, Had gone through some rough times. Was in a job I didn't really like. I was in an apartment I didn't really like. When the neighbors ran their garbage disposal, it stunk up the apartment. I'm like, Lord, I thank you for a warm place to be. But really, and he reminded me of a time in Tucson when I was struggling and i got a phone call out of the blue that changed the direction of my life and that night you called me out of the blue
3: yeah we had to talk for a couple years at least yeah we we stayed in touch but mostly through facebook and hey happy birthday um so i mean it wasn't like i was checking in with you and sending you christmas cards but yeah (laughs) you were the one who god laid on my heart that we had to call that day for uh, specific reasons
0: and then one thing led to another and here i am in iowa and i'm yeah, working with Fresh Road Media, go to freshroadmedia.com. Check out No Apology with Emily and Chris that mm-hmm. I'm a regular on. We now have Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. We have Bible Idiots, which is your teaching ministry. Yep. And also the movie that you did. Uh, if uh, people come on board for any amount, uh, they get the movie. So,
3: yeah,
0: And, and I can't... I can't rave enough about the movie. You know, I put off seeing it, put off seeing it, and finally watched it, and I was like, why did I wait? Um, it It is such a great lesson in apologetics and a little bit of your family's story, too, which I got to be a small part of in Tucson. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, really yeah. encouraging.
3: And you were at some of our comedy shows back yeah. when Jake was first cutting his teeth when he was you know, 15, 16 years old. Um, I know what it's like to talk to Jeff Allen and Brad Stein and say, listen. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little extra on my on my morning show, but you, you got to let my kid open your show <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, those were some interesting conversations. I mean, it was so fun. It was so fun, these guys, uh, to let a 15-, 16-year-old kid go out and open the show. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Jake went on then, and, and I have two. Between the two of us, we've opened for everybody. Shonda, Tim Hawkins, Michael Jr., Michael Jake's opened for Michael Jr. like three times, and uh, no, it's just a lot of fun to to watch Bible idiots come together, and um, it's been a it's been a good journey. I don't even remember the question now. I'm just off of my own tangent. Trying I don't to think there
0: was <laughs> I don't think there was a, a question. I think we're just uh, kind of visiting oh, right yes. now.
3: Yeah, uh, the Bible Idiots movie is available at FreshRoadMedia.com right now for a donation of literally any amount. Yeah. Um, Emily and Mike Shaw and some other uh, potential staff members and all of our equipment needs. Um, right now, I'm one of the largest donors to Fresh Road Media, and that's just <laughs> fundamentally wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, well,
0: so I'm doing the website. Uh, I donated $35 in test donations that were real donations, but I was testing the website. So that's pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> you're, never, you're probably never getting that back. <laughs> I know I shouldn't. I mean, that's fine. I don't mind. Yeah, right? <laughs> um. So real quick, uh, just your experience, uh, and I'm not going to be able to hit on everything, but the way we met, you know, I was news director at Family Life Radio in Tucson. A couple years later, you and Emily came on board and took over that morning show for Arizona, and you took a good show and made it great, and the ratings skyrocketed. You know, since then, you've gone on to make a couple movies, uh, you've got this ministry you've started. I worked with you before on Real Remnant Radio in the past. Um, you're just a doer, man, and um, your heart is for people to know the truth and for it to set them free.
3: Yeah, it's it, it all comes down to that. That that's at the end of the day. The one scripture that is kind of I don't I don't want it to be my life first, but it just kind of happens to be the way we're living out our life is, and, and that's the life passage I should say about the burying the talents in the dirt and talent is not just your fundamental talents with what you have and talent in that world was all of you know it it was a lot of money big bunch of gold big bag of gold would equal a talent and so he'd get one five another two and another one and and the guy that only had one built uh dug a hole in the dirt and and built a little mound over it and hit it and then gave it back to the owner because he was afraid he was afraid he might lose it and so that's why we just don't want to bury our talents in the dirt we just keep pushing and the story behind the movie bible idiots is like most of our story is that we had no real chance to do anything and yet god comes along and does stuff and people always ask us you know when i did voice coaching and radio for years i would teach them the you know how to hit the post, how to make sure you did your, you know, your your ins and outs and your liners and work on inflection and, and those types of things. But I can't tell you how Emily and I do it because we don't even know. We just, we ourselves, the <laughs> mic goes hot, yep. we've quadrupled, I, I don't know anybody else in the Christian media space. Now, when I say this, this sounds so horrible, but I don't care. If you really knew me, you would know that what I'm about to tell you is a miracle from God. It's not our whatever we are, talent, whatever. But we've quadrupled ratings, tripled or quadrupled ratings in four major markets in America. Had a syndicated radio show. We're able to make two documentaries, uh, full length films. I worked in the Christian film industry for a while, all with basically just jesus as our agent kind of thing. You know, I,
0: mean, I can't think of a better well, agent
3: uh, <laughs> right uh, yeah. and, and, the, and the the thing that we we just don't care you know we, we just really don't care about all the pomp and circumstances and everything yeah. else so we'll go wherever god will uh, send us and we ask god intently over 20 years to send us to rural america to pastor a church and uh first in kansas and that was a great little uh training camp for this and now I feel like we're in the regular season and I think this church is going to make the playoffs Mike I think we could be a contender.
0: <laughs> I think we could be a contender <laughs> we've got some wins man yeah, um yeah, it's really do. really fun well, about my move to Iowa and and I was going to get to that next you know you're now pastor at, mm-hmm. at the church and of course I'm serving there as much as I can and it's it's great and and you're allowing me to to preach on Wednesday next week and you you took some of my scriptures, which is great because I love that whole picture of the talents. You know, the title of my message is "You're made on purpose for a purpose," and you know the gifts of the the, the parable of the talents is huge. I think Jesus probably knew that talents money back then was going to mean talents talents for us. I don't know, but. Uh, you know,
3: yeah, you never know.
0: We've got to take those talents that God has given us and and give them back to Him and make a difference and encourage the body of Christ. And that's part of what this show is about. And remember, I think, I think when you go yeah. back
3: to that scripture, Mike, as you're putting that sermon together, always keep yeah. in mind that you know a lot of times there were double meanings. You know, yeah. like so, okay, money, a bag of money is ways a talent. Yep. Um, it, it, the parable, the way Jesus told it, if you if you get into the vibe of it, yep. is it's whatever you have, yep. whatever value you have. If I give, if it's been given to you, you want to try to ex- expound on it. You know, even in the world of money, because we talk about talent, like oh, you yeah. know, our, our little talents here. are am bumping my computer. Sorry. That's all
0: right. <laughs> hey, we um, don't care. Look, I'm in my home office. This is you know,
3: <laughs> yeah. no, okay. this yeah. is my set. So even when it does come to money, I know a guy named Al Caperna out of Ohio, and this guy's one of my personal living heroes. I did a documentary about him, about him and his, embedded with him and his company for two days, and just got to know him, and then we've had lunch a couple different times. Al's a multi, multi, uh, multi-millionaire with companies all over the country, all over the world, um, and he believes, and I'm going to paraphrase Al now, Okay. Uh, I'm not quoting Al, I'm paraphrasing it, but he basically says, and when he says this, by the way, there is not one ounce of greed in this guy, okay, he says, I'm called by God to make as much money as I can for me and all my staff, so that then we can be a blessing to others, Yeah, and and he's an amazing dude, man, and and I'd love to have him as a guest on our show in the, in the near future, but it's things like that, it's people like that, that and, and God then changes our hearts, and we start wanting to do stuff like that, and so, yeah, I went to seminary in the 90s, and uh, I've been a pastor of other congregations, I've really been more the interim guy. Uh, I love to come in for six weeks while they're looking for a new guy or whatever while I was on the, on the radio. Uh, I love to do stand-up comedy, but I'm not really a stand-up comedian, and I kind of felt that way about being a pastor. It's like I can be a pastor, but I'm not a real pastor. I'm basically a radio guy who does comedy, who can pastor, who can speak. And so when we started speaking in churches, you know, to fill in for pastors or being interim pastors or i did a couple contracts where i was like pastor for 12 months or you know stuff like that so it's not like it's a brand new thing for me right And the biggest thing is is when i was on the airs particularly in grand rapids uh, i started a thing at berlin raceway called the faster pastor challenge and so i had 40 pastors that i was working with every year for four years and and so i became friends with them and then some of them uh, mentored me a little bit, and then some of them I got to be kind of their mentor. And it's just great when people love Jesus, they love the Scriptures, and, and we're here to proclaim and not debate. But that's yeah. A bit, you know, <laughs> I that.
0: yeah, I love that. I love that. And the, the Faster Pastor thing you invited me to, um, I'll never forget, we were in Tucson, I, I was taking you to lunch or driving you home or something, and I had my little Scion TC back then. Yeah. And I remember you said, Dude, this is the first time I've ridden with someone from work where I didn't feel like it was taking me forever to get somewhere. <laughs> <No, no. laughs> so I like I like those <laughs> rapid starts, you know. And you're like, dude, with your skills, I could turn that into something. And then, and I was I really wanted to get to the faster pastor and see what if you could teach me the line and and all that. So unfortunately, that didn't happen, but.
3: Hey. I, I don't like it when people fail. I, I, you know, I love it when people succeed. Yeah. And I get one of my geekness in life has been developing talent. Just yep. if I can help somebody out, I mean, how many people would just be guests on our show or you know just to uh, try to promote a book or whatever, and or they wanted a career in radio and they needed a place to go, so they'd come to the Chris and Emily show and we'd we'd bring them on as in guest spots to try to help them and mentor them, and, and it's the same way with preaching. It's the same way with movies. It's The same way with anything. You drive in a car, it's all. Sudden, like, yeah. hey, dude, you got you got a little bit of skill here. Let's. Yeah, that's right.
0: It. <laughs> you got <laughs> some raw talent. I, I see something in kid. <laughs>
3: something. you, kid. I'm going to turn this into something. And what's yeah. great is when you want to yep. turn it into something for the kingdom of Christ, whatever that might be. You know? Right. But well, and that's I, the. I don't care if it's cooking, if it's if it's mechanics, or you know, if it's talking on the radio. I love watching talent develop. To me, that's yeah. just an exciting
0: thing. Well, and that's the other thing about uh, our our dynamic that I really appreciate is. You know, I I had a lot of radio experience when we met, but when I was on your show, you, you always do this and you still do it. Like, get okay. your energy up. Yeah. Get yeah. your energy up, you know, when you're off yeah. camera. And
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emily could be the only one on camera and you go by her face expression change. You can tell that I did that. Yeah, uh, right.
0: So uh, Chris is doing this and yeah. he's coaching us while we're on the show. It's hilarious.
3: Mike, we've been on the air for three hours a day for yeah. 18 years. Okay. Yeah. Um, after a while, it just becomes natural.
0: Yeah. Know? Well, it's helped me a lot. And, uh, you know, now being at the church and you allowing me to preach, uh, you've been coaching not just me, but a small group of us that are preaching on Wednesday nights. And that's valuable. And just, you know, trusting people to, you know, say, hey, you've got some talent. Let's work on it. And then let's see what happens. You know, get out there and do it and and it takes a lot uh, not every pastor is going to have that kind of trustworthiness with his people so i so appreciate that um, now
3: i, I do again, I don't, I, i'd ahead. rather i'd rather you guys crushingly fail and try than to yeah. not try cuz you're scared to fail and that's no one
0: and everyone's been luke was awesome last night so yeah, you know last night luke was fantastic he was, was great, great. Yeah. and yeah so that's great now i want to get into kind of the reason for the show with the whole Jesus is coming soon and we've already had the news segment and we talked about FedNow launching on July 1st Mm. and you and I have talked about this so I know how you feel about this but FedNow the digital currency they have a spot out now that I played and they make it sound so great and if there wasn't evil in the world it is great, it's great technology but unfortunately there is evil in the world Um, this is just one step closer isn't it isn't it, Chris?
3: It is. I mean, it, everything is is winding down now. The the, the first of all, a couple caveats. I like have gotta um, I've gotta give this caveat before we go too far. I have been talking about this since the '90s. I've been studying this since the '90s, as far as Y2K and the end times and all that. And I've I've really came to the conclusion that people that have the rapture theory as one of their main pieces of theology need to slow their roll and get their eyes off the rapture and get their eyes on Jesus. Um, I don't care if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, or like me, I'm pan-trib. It's all going to pan out anyway. But looking at the actual evidence that's on the ground, it sure looks like we are steamrolling, we're smoking towards it. But we've been saying that for years. Right. So could Terry another year, another two years, another three years? I don't know. But I don't know how much longer we can we can you know deal with this i mean uh there's going to be debauchery in the streets on a regular basis soon i mean everybody talks about the digital currency and okay the biden administration had to sue to try to make sure that government agencies could still do backdoor channels to influence and take posts down off social media do does anybody read that and think 10 years ago how outrageous that would have been but now we've just been conditioned so they have to stuff the social media because of not only the pandemic, the next pandemic that's coming, but also when you've got the digital currency, you know, gotta kinda cover up the eyes a little bit, and then you've got the debauchery coming over the top of that. At the end of the day. It's the reason we're in this mess is because of the names that are on Epstein's, you know, flight uh, flight log. You know, I, I yep. don't know who it's, but it's some pretty powerful people. Because yep. I don't know, I don't know how you can uh, imprison somebody. Think about that. Our country just imprisoned somebody for kidnapping and abuse of somebody without any perpetrators. You know that Giselle? She got? Didn't she get sentenced? She
0: did. Child, She's in jail right now. Stuff? Yeah, yeah for,
3: for for child trafficking, but she had no clients.
0: She was the facilitator, as my
3: understanding. Yeah, to who? Right. To who? So
0: she was definitely. Well, Are you it's a me
3: that in right. A court case like that. You can't come up with that manifest. Yeah. You can't come up with that list. That list has some of the biggest names in the country.
0: I, right. So I, you're, not I I you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Kind of a finer point, you know. So I do believe the list. I don't know if it was entered into evidence or not. But the, during that trial, there was a lot of things that were behind closed doors. The judge would not allow it to be seen by the public. A lot of it is still locked up and they're not going to let those names out. And your implication that powerful people were flown out to an Island to do terrible things that might've been recorded and now being blackmailed so that they stay in line. I think uh, that conspiracy theory might have merit, but they're so good at hiding this stuff. We may never know, Yeah. but you know, go, dovetailing that into what you said about Jesus could come, you know, today, or he could come in three years or even longer than that. As a pastor who God has trusted with a flock of a couple, 300 people, um, does it make a difference to you on how you shepherd that flock that God has trusted you with? Or is it, it's always the same, you know, you preach, the gospel in season out of season no matter what or is there a new sense of urgency what's that dynamic like from the mind of a pastor
3: i just thought of my answer that what that's what made me laugh um it's difficult and different every day yet it's always the same follow what i'm saying yeah every day every day you go through your mind how do i how do i present this where you know you want to offend the least amount of people but jesus came and said look i'm i've come to offend i've come to divide i'm i'm going to divide down to the family i'm going to have you know mother against son daughter against dad husband against wife it's a division thing that happens because you have a bunch of dead people and some of them move to life and then that causes conflict with the dead people and so, yes, I'm always looking at how we can look at this. I also come out of a culture, a deep culture that's both secular and my spiritual journey, where I have a disdain that I think border borderlines on hatred for manipulation and mm. for deception in Christian practices. Right. And, I mean, even down to... You know, playing the playing the, the music and singing just as I am thirty-six verses until finally people could start coming forward. Maybe maybe you could crank up the back of the auditorium to lean it forward to get people down so you can get your scorecard full. You know, we, we led forty-eight people to the Lord today. It's like mm, I, I don't like that. I like, hey, God moved and we saw forty-eight people move from death to life today. What a what a thing to be a part of when God was moving. That's the stuff that I like to be around. And In the end times prophecy, we can get so caught up with trying to predict and plan, and this means this, and this is this, and I need to understand who the Antichrist is. I need to see the Antichrist, and then Jesus will return. It's like, I don't think, dude, you're that big of a player in this, okay? (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. Um, And try, okay, let's just say you figured out who the Antichrist was, and and God told you the exact dates when things were gonna go down. What would you do differently? (laughs) Would you all of a sudden evangelize harder? Well, then that means you're not evangelizing hard enough right now, yes? That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: asking for an unsaved friend. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So uh,
3: there's so many things. If we want to get into Daniel, Zechariah, Isaiah, uh, we can get into Ezekiel. I've studied them all for 20-plus years. And I can tell you this, there is a case to be made. And this is the one, this is where I fall down kind of like, okay, this is why we have to tell the truth. And the truth is, you write God's word on your heart right now. don't? Today, you start writing God's word on your heart. And we have to tell the truth, and we have to let the chips fall where they may, but we try to be as gentle as dove and as wise as serpents according to the scripture. But I believe that America is probably going to fall prior to the tribulation. I mean, the tribulation could start tomorrow. The rapture could happen in five minutes. I get all that. I'm I'm not against that theory. I just know that there's nothing that lays it out exactly like that. And our, even though our God is a God of order, he said one little thing in the scripture. He said he had to shorten the time or even the elect would be deceived. Yeah. That should get you up on the wheel every morning saying, I need to write God's word on my heart. and I need the spirit to continue to speak to me. But America has no reason at this point. Uh, when I was in Israel a couple weeks back, uh, I you know, got a news headline and I saw the garden party that Joe Biden had for Pride Month. No. And at that point, this this boat capsized. We, yep. I mean, everybody's been saying we're not a Christian nation for, but now we are. Now we have a national religion. Our national religion now is XYZ. That's our new national religion. <laughs> right. And so, anytime yep. you speak out against that, you're blasphemy. So the Bible itself is now a blaspheming document. And so, in since I was in Israel and saw that, I, I've just I don't know if I'm sensitive to it, but. It's all over where the Bible's not this, the Bible's not that, the Bible's not that. That goes back to maybe Bible idiots needs to. I got ninety two minutes plus credits to prove you wrong. Why don't you take a look? <laughs> right. And,
0: well, know, and so to
3: be in, in the balance, but whatever.
0: Well, I mean, all of that is so important, and that's the whole purpose of of this show. And I feel like God's been asking me to do this for a long time, and finally, episode one. But <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> I know.
3: I, it's just like, hey, everybody, you got all, all you people. Uh, I just broke the cardinal rule. <laughs> yeah. Speak to you one person, Chris. Yeah, you never say that. You always say, hey, you. Right. You, speak yeah, to you, one you person. Listening. Yeah.
0: I said that to <laughs> a sports <laughs> guy once. And what's he wanted? The, I, I told a sports guy one time, I'm like, dude, don't say folks. Just speak to the camera like it's yeah. one person. And he looked at me like like I'm coaching him. And he's like, well, you want me to name them each by name? I'm like, okay, never mind, dude. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to help.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You you always say you listening. Right. Um, you know, thank you for spending your time with us. Because uh, so when you're
0: watching and listening, it's one on one. But anyway, go ahead. I
3: just yeah. want you to know, uh, not Mike Shaw, but you, yeah. that there is no logical, strategic, um, broadcasting strategy reason why we should launch this show right now. In fact, everything says we should hold back and wait a couple more months. But that just didn't settle in my spirit at all, and you either, Mike. It's like yeah. God told you time to go. So yep. here we are.
0: It's time. It's time and here we are. And to go back to the point that you were making about America and what time it is and how we should act and react, you know, when and you're absolutely right. While you were in Israel and and the White House had their party and we all that debauchery on the White House lawn and then they had a pride flag Flying in In the middle
3: in place of the American flag. That symbolization is important. Read your Bible. Understand how God treats symbolization like that.
0: And they know that.
3: They They did
0: that that on purpose. Oh, they did that on purpose. And so, so then, you know, I've read Revelation. And to your point, this show, your show... Doesn't, uh, doesn't turn the tide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so what do we do? We, we tell the truth. We tell the truth in love. And the reason why we tell the truth is so that people can realize what time it is. And even if it's not that time, uh, this message is the truth for all time, which is get close to God. And if you're not in the family, get in the family. And we need to do work while there's still light.
3: You know, it feels like we're bailing water with a juice glass on the Titanic. Yeah. That's that's kind of the analogy. I, and you know what God's told me? He said, well, then make sure you have as full a juice glass every swing that <laughs> you right. had. And look for a bucket, then get a bucket. And you know it's going to sink. I told you it's going to sink. But I told you your job was to keep bailing water till I came and got you. And it's like yes, King, yes, Lord, yeah. bless, yes, my my God, my Creator, yeah, yep, I, yep. I, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep bailing, um, but we that's where Bible idiots comes back to. We, yeah. we get called an idiot for believing the scriptures, um, and now the big push. It's so subtle, but is it authoritative? Can it? Is it? You know, can it be? You know, for the sustenance of our whole life. And the answer is yes, it can. And there's so you know, I, I, and I. I, I did it yesterday. I got into another Facebook string argument. I hate wasting my time with people like that. <laughs> yeah. But this guy was on an apologetic page. And it, by the way, it was a couple of them against like 20 of us, so I didn't feel alone. But I got engaged. But his point is that God, Jesus established the church, but God never established the Bible, that man established the Bible to point to the church. And it's like, no, God established the Scriptures. The word In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And then they try to say that that means logos, and the Greeks actually meant it in a different way, which leaves a different interpretation. And now we're splitting hairs down to the fact that we can now doubt the Scriptures. That's the goal. Let's doubt the Scriptures. That is even the goal. Quote, they even quote Jude 23. Oh, uh, you know, have mercy on those who doubt. And my response to them is always, who needs mercy, somebody doing good or somebody doing bad? You know, oh, we're, yeah. we're so great, we're doubting. Have mercy on us. Look at Jude 23, you know, or 24. <laughs> I might be wrong on my, my reference, but anyway. I yeah,
0: well, I mean, so Jude's not wrong there, but he's just echoing what Paul said. You know, those of you that are strong in faith help those that are weak in faith to help mm-hmm. strengthen their faith. That's all it is. And you yeah. think that you think that God uh, doesn't have the ability to superintend over the canon of scripture to make it come out the way he wants, <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not too worried about that, but you know, the enemy always wants to throw confusion into that because yeah. if you can't trust any part of the Bible, you can't trust any part of the Bible. And then you might as well go to the sports bar on Sunday mornings instead of church. And that's yeah. where all that leads. And that's what Satan wants for yeah, you to be, exactly. you, for you to be drunk in your own desires instead of awake, not woke awake to what God is doing, to who He is, to how He made you, how you should serve Him, for the encouragement of the body of Christ, man, that'll preach.
3: Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly <laughs> right. That's why we got to keep doing whatever we can, and that yeah. means if you need to start episode one now instead of waiting two months, that's what we yep. got to do. You know, Emily and I we had a we had a TV show, a pilot episode, and it wasn't picked up. And some people, when when I was at Red Sky Film Studios in uh, Alabama. Um, and it was called "Wide Awake" with the Bible Idiots, and that was long before I think it was 2018 when we did the pilot, and that—that's what we've been talking about. And then they came and they hijacked the word "woke," that just you know, and now it's got a negative connotation. Thank yeah. the Lord for that. In our, yeah, in our right. they hijacked the rainbow flag. They've you know, I mean, look if. <laughs> If, if, you, if you think that there are multiple genders, and you can just trash biology whenever you want, and then, oh, biology, you know trust the science, but not chromosomes. Uh, we believe the Bible is true word for word, cover to cover. We yep. believe it's div- inspired in our final authority for our life on earth. That's going to be hard to justify to the mind's eye of a lot of people who have been just caught up in a completely different world Where they are their own gods at the end of the day, and they can kind of pick and choose what really works for them. And your interpretation doesn't have to be my interpretation. Your truth doesn't have to be my truth. My response, as lovingly as possible, is there's only one truth, and it's a person, and his name is Jesus. And in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he said, no human being, no person, no man comes to the Father except through him, which means... What are we supposed to do? The sales plan to go out and try to convince as many people as we can and close the deal? No. He said, don't worry about it. Don't even worry about the, even if you're dragging in front of the courts, don't worry about what you're going to say. I'll give you the words. Be faithful and then proclaim. We're not here to debate. We're here to proclaim. And then here's the most beautiful part. I wish people that had had a lot of work in Christian uh, ministry and media, I wish they would understand this. It's not your job to save anybody. Your job is to be faithful and proclaim and let God do the rest. And that's what I love about the church I serve in, in Harlan, Iowa. A lot of people come and go here. It's kind of a healing church. We don't even have membership. But we've got a core group of about 100 people that are just, they want to ride this out to the end to see when Jesus comes on the white horse. That's how this movie ends, okay? Yep. And we're, we're hanging on to the very end. And we're, we'll bail... Water on the, on you know, we'll, we'll bail water on the Titanic, if so be it, but we're into the end. And, and the other people coming and going can have questions, they can have doubts. We've had recently, like over the winter, some people with some real big problems decided to move. Okay, great, good good for you. Or they disagree with the theology here. No harm, no fall, our door's always open if you want to come back. But what a lot of folks want to do is they want to go in and they want to change somebody else's situation. Like Californians moving to Texas, they want to bring California with them to Texas. Texas is telling them no, no. no.
0: <laughs> don't I, call I, don't I, California, California my Texas. Don't California yeah. my
3: Arizona. I saw a meme the other day with a U-Haul, and it said, um, <laughs> "Dear California." When you arrive, come as a refugee that you are, not as a missionary. Thank you. To <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. And so that—that's the thing. I mean, we—the the love that Jesus puts in our heart for all these folks is amazing. Yep. Even I've got—I I have some people that are trashing me right now. Uh, I still pray for them. I mean, I.
0: Who would trash you, Chris? You're it, so lovable. Even if it's
3: lies, when they say false things against you, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Yeah. Easy yeah. to say in Sunday school, easy to say in a sermon, <laughs> right. hard to do when they're, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you turn on the TV to see your picture in the upper hand corner and somebody talking about you as a right-wing <laughs> conspiracy theorist, or, I, you know, Mike Shaw turning it on and seeing your picture up there, and you were called the worst person in the history of the world by <laughs> Keith Overman on national TV yep. not once. Twice, <laughs> two
0: nights in a row. I, I will, you know, that's a great illustration to to underscore your point, because you know we talk about Daniel and the lions den and what great faith and God protected him, but then you put yourself in in Daniel's place. Now, I'm not saying worst person in the world is anywhere close to that, but there was some heat involved, and oh, yeah. at the time it was not fun. But I tell you what, I'm so thankful for it now because. Uh, I didn't die <laughs> and um, now it's a badge of honor besides, but um, yep. it's a great experience because now and since then some heat has come and you know that you can withstand it and you can go through it with better grace. It's just one of those things that God can allow you to go through that makes you sh- tougher for the next time and more able to trust him through it. Cause a couple things happened in there too, where, people were trashing me publicly mm-hmm. and i was going to respond with barrels blazing and the holy spirit said don't yeah. and i and i did not and i watched that person get crucified by other people and um yeah. and if i and if yeah. i had jumped in that would not have left room for god to do his thing
3: you know, there's a there's a uh, quote. I don't. It's it's an old school preacher guy, and I don't. It wasn't A. W. Tozer, but it was in that same genre. An obscure name, but I I've seen it once or twice. And it said, "Quit quit fretting or fighting." I don't remember. Quit fretting or fighting over rotten fruit. It'll fall on its own.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good advice. Well, you and I could talk forever, and um, we probably will. We're going to be at the parade tonight, yeah. and we've got other. You know, we're doing live together in Harlan, Iowa. So. That is amazing, but I'm really glad that you were my first guest on my first I, show. I can do it too. Yeah, I'm going to steal this from you. Any final thoughts before we yes. stop the recording?
3: See, isn't that a great way to end an interview? It I, really I, is. I feel honored. Um, it's not that I made up final thoughts, but uh, you know. Well,
0: like, when I had my when I had my news talk show, I used to say anything else you'd like to add, but I I like the way you put yeah, it better. But anyway, final cool. thoughts, Chris.
3: Yeah, my final thoughts is this: is that. Jesus is returning soon and it may not be a rapture, he might come for you today. Somebody got on an interstate in America today with a regular drive and they're they're no longer with us. Jesus came for them today. So when Jesus is coming soon in this fragile world, I want you to remember that's why we serve him. That's why we get up and daily in keeping with repentance. We serve the Lord. And yes, end times, debauchery, the darkness, it's all coming. We need people to stand together. We we created this fresh road media so that we can all stand together and that's why we want you to partner with us go to fresh road media uh right now consider a gift i'll send we'll send you that movie that i made uh, seven years ago um it's it's got J- jim daly from focus on the family johnny erickson tata dr erwin lutzer dr frank turek al robertson from duck commander all that it's it and, and merges stand-up comedy and bible apologetics it's uh Dove gave it five stars so or five doves or whatever so
0: <laughs> I gave I it look. five microphones five mics yeah, when, I don't when know we finished, I'm when making when stuff we up
3: the movie when we finished the movie uh, I just I had a prayer Lord please let it impact hundreds of thousands of people and he has not done that yet it's it's it might be close but it's more like thousands of people you know the movie just never took off but l- people like it you know it's got its cult following so
0: i like it very much and i'm praying that it still will have that hundreds of thousands or more impact but no matter what chris uh we need to be faithful and that's what we're doing and uh man i'm so happy that you gave me that random phone call and we can serve together here in iowa brother
3: Oh, thanks, man. I'm really excited for Jesus coming soon. Thank you for uh, being the oversight now of Bible Idiots um, podcast, which is my sermon teachings, which is also at Fresh Road. And thank you for being the studio producer for my wife's show, No Apology with Emily. Uh, I guess I'm part of that show too.
0: Yeah, Emily and Chris. It says on the on the yeah, title. Emily yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: we wanted it to be Emily Danielson, but I talked too much, and they said it'll just be a bad vibe if you don't have your name. The show. <laughs> Very she, good. She, yeah, she wanted it to be no apology with Chris and Emily because we've been Chris and Emily for eighteen years, and it's like, no, it's your time, man. I, you know, it's your time, sugar. I, I want to pastor this church. That's I, I'm I'm loving what God's got me doing in yeah. Iowa right now. And you know, exporting it from Iowa—what difference does it make? We, you know, we got people like, like you, you know, you know, uh, the twisted scripture guy, Andrew. What is it, Farley?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's in Lubbock.
3: He's going, he's going worldwide out of Lubbock, Texas. Why? Yeah. Because God's word won't return void, and if we're just faithful bailing, maybe that juice glass becomes a bucket maybe becomes you know uh, two people with you know bail and water together who knows what god's gonna do
0: (laughs) he has a plan all our job is to be faithful chris i appreciate you brother thanks for being on all All right right. thank you we'll see you all right uh chris danielson uh pastor of fresh encounter church and uh probably my best friend And so our first guest here on Jesus is coming soon. Thank you for tuning in as well. Don't forget, it's all happening at freshroadmedia.com. We'll see you there and we'll see you back here soon.